0: They're kind of negative, so I don't even want to talk. But before we get into this episode, we're gonna give a special shout out to our sponsor Erdinger. They are the presenting sponsor of Toronto Oktoberfest, which is taking place Friday and Saturday of this week, September 30th and October 1st, at the parking lot outside of Ontario Place, guys. If you don't know what Oktoberfest is, it just actually happened. I think this previous week uh, in the Germany, one in Munich. Yeah, or the, Germany. happens yeah. yeah, in Germany. Yeah, yeah. so this is the biggest Oktoberfest party in Canada. Uh, it takes place, again, downtown Toronto. Tickets are available. If you click the link in our bio or underneath this video, <sighs> you get $5 off using the coupon code PALSPOD, P-A-L-S-P-O-D. Uh, so give it a try. Erdinger's got a booth set up. they got these cool hats. They're also giving out free merch, and we got some free tickets, so if you haven't uh, got your tickets too, give us maybe a holler ass, Maybe we got some, uh, we might have a little contest going for you, who knows. Uh, but check them out, Erdinger, pick them up at your local LCBO beer store, world's number one wheat beer. And Georgie, let's roll.
1: Yeah, let's get into it. Good intro, man. I have a question. What you? I've noticed this. When we do the sponsors, you say, I'm going to give a special shout out. What would be a not special shout out? If I
0: was like, "Yo, shout out to
1: John and Yanni okay, for being okay. our brothers," you know what? That's a good answer. Because like, you say like, "Shout out!"
0: <laughs> the yeah, that's a you know, non-special. That's a non-special.
1: Okay, okay, okay. I got you. Um,
0: let's so, start with your topics because mine I, I, are going to get us on some bad tangents here.
1: Well, uh, the first thing I want to talk about was it. Uh, before you got here, it took me like maybe be maybe, be, maybe um like five ten minutes to set the camera up properly because that guy's comment that the camera angle. <laughs> I'm gonna say this: so anyone total who has, sorry, it, total yeah, total anyone sorry. who has not, so. Um, we recorded with Lee Baxter recently and, um, great episode. episode. If you haven't listened, go back and listen to it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Now, great episode, um, from an audio perspective, from a visual perspective, not so great. (laughs) Um, I was on a run before that episode. So I ran, I left my condo and George runs. If you don't know. Yeah. Runner. Actually, I've actually not been running a lot because the marathon's coming up. Um, so we went on a run, Becca and I went on a run. We ran up, uh, we basically went up like Royal York to like crawl all the way around High Park, like down by Roncy and then came back down. On that run, we passed by like an old folks home. I think I told you this. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so we passed by the old folks home. Then old folks home next to the hospital and um, there was a lady lying on the floor like like just yelling for help and kind of freaked us out a little bit. So we stopped. There was two like, I guess, orderlies or nurses. Wait, why didn't Becca come to that episode then? Well, she had to, do, had to run some errands or something or had to get home. So anyways, we were running and then they were there to help this lady. She was, you know, saying, help me. They, you know, they've kidnapped me and all this stuff. And, and. Straight uh, you know, out of Happy Gilmore. It, it's, yeah. And it's kind of freaky, but I, at the same time as my grandmother had um, Alzheimer's. Yeah, so I kind of, I, I didn't want to like jump to conclusions, but it felt eerily similar. Like it felt like somebody who was kind of confused because she had this kind of blank, a little bit of a blank look in her eyes. Yeah. Anyways, they she was saying they took, like they kidnapped me, whatever. And then they were saying, no, she, you know, she snuck out of her room and. Anyways, we stuck long, around. Long, tough story. Yeah, yeah. We stuck around. We called the ambulance. The ambulance came because she didn't want to get up. We, we couldn't help her out. We also didn't know if she was hurt. So ambulance came. We we said, okay, we're good. Um, it's in their responsibility now. We're in their hands. So then I had to get home. And we were still, we were five kilometers to the condo, three kilometers to the office, to the studio. Becca, like we were out all day. And ideally, I wanted to get home, shower quick and come down. But it would have probably, I would have been cutting it very, very, very close. And like on the weekends, the traffic on the highway was bad. Um, So I ran straight here. So I was in my running shorts, my Lululemon Surge five inch shorts, white ones too. So it looks like I'm not really wearing anything. Um, They're actually cream. So like literally this color of my skin, uh, more or less. So. We rec- I sat down. I'm in running shoes, like short shorts, and I threw the white Erdinger T-shirt on. And we're recording, and I don't realize, but I can kind of see they were hiking up. So I would like pull them down a bit every now and then. And for anyone who's ever watched an episode or anyone that knows me really well, I fidget so much, and I guess for lack of a better term, wedgie might be the best word to use. Like my boxers, like I, they, it annoys me when they ride up, like when they, when they move up your leg. I, I don't know why. Since I was a kid. Irritates me so much. I get it. So I like always pull them down. So it looks like I'm like picking my crotch and all that stuff. It's a terrible look. It's awful. <laughs> so so in the so in the video, um, I don't have social media, but when sorry, I was editing the YouTube video and I could tell that the shorts like looked short. Like my leg is crossed and you can see on my right leg like half my glute, like my whole quad, my glute. Like it looks like I'm in my underwear, um, in like tidy whiteies and then Ricky I don't have social media anymore so Ricky shows me um, the comments. a comment where something like buddy could have used a better camera angle or something. <laughs> yeah, something like that yeah uh, so anyways was that, that was that's the story um I don't really care I mean I got a nice legs so well, whatever funny. but but it's a bad look and if you watch the intro I don't think I we recorded the intro at the end of the episode for some reason I put a the Erdinger hat on stood my like sat with my legs open so it looks even worse Um, so yeah, if anyone wants to get a laugh, go watch the Lee Baxter episode on YouTube or check the clips and have a laugh. It was
0: good. I literally, when I saw the comment, I like, I actually laughed. Yeah. It was, do you know who comments on our stuff a lot? (laughs) We either like comment or message me, Dimitri Manuel. Really? Yeah. From London. Did we try to get him on? He's not really in the city, but I'm sure he'll come down soon because of sports, right? He goes to like Raptor and Leaf games.
1: We also go to, go to London. There was I, like, something I really happen-
0: could. We were talking about it for uh, Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, that's November, end of November, right? Uh, yeah, year? I think it's November twentieth. J, would you go to that? Because Detroit Lions play in. It um, depends. It depends what like how much I
0: travel in October, because uh, currently I might be traveling a lot. I don't know yet, so <clears throat> it all depends. Which actually kind of leads me to my first topic I wanted to talk about. What is your dream football? Situation, Not playoffs, not Super Bowl. Like, you're going with the boys to watch a football game. Who's playing? Where is it? Oh, How are you going?
1: And any, like, doesn't have to be NFL.
0: It could be anything you want.
1: It's American football. Um, oh, that's a good question. Um, okay. So I was thinking about it the other day. I would probably. This is a very tough one. So I guess I'll just pick the game, or I guess the city maybe. It's, 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 where do you even start? Do you start with the teams? Do you start well, with a player would, you want to I'm trying to start with a Saturday because obviously I'm going into it in chronological order. Like college football, I would prioritize first for the first day. And I'm trying to think of the best rivalries and one that I can think of that's really sticking out to me for some reason. And I'm probably going to get it wrong, but it's at the University of Minnesota and maybe Michigan or something up in that area. It's okay. called the Butkus. Some some lumberjack award. And I could be getting the, the schools wrong, but it's something in the north. And then I was thinking like maybe doing that on a Saturday where it's like one of those big rivalries or like Notre Dame and, and Michigan or wherever they have a big rivalry. Something up in that region, part of the world. And then maybe going to like Lambo, for like, I don't know, a divisional game there. Like so that's, a, that's, a top,
0: that's a tough trip too. You for be, sure, for sure. You got to fly, But right? like Green Bay. Or to can see? you drive Detroit to uh probably to It's Bay. probably a long way. I guess a dream situation—you have a driver. So yeah,
1: you're yeah, and exactly. but RV, option, yeah, yeah, exactly. If I'd money's probably, not an option, this yeah, this is a dream situation. I probably want to go see Green Bay, and I think it was, it's Minnesota, Detroit in the division. Uh, Minnesota, Detroit, and Bears? No, yeah, Bears. Yeah, Bears. Bears. I'd want to see like Minnesota. I'd prob- honestly like this year. I want to see Minnesota. So uh, Green Bay, and Minnesota. I think that'd be cool because I've never gone to that part of what, the world. What, what month? What time of the game? It's hard. I'd. I'd Probably in the fall Probably mid-October Yeah, middle of October Late October It's a bit chilly Like it's kind of cool Like it's it's nice Yeah And then probably a day game Like a 4pm game or something Or before p.m. games are 1pm No, not in, not in no, Green Bay it'd be a 2pm game Or something like that
0: uh, They're an hour difference than us Green Bay's
1: an hour? Yeah, I didn't know that It's like Milwaukee I think Milwaukee's only an hour Yeah, Illinois's in uh, Chicago an hour. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, that or like Florida versus Florida state. And then I don't know, but then there's not like, I don't care much for Tampa Bay. Anyways, I'll stick with my answer. How about you? I was literally thinking about this and I have so many different trains of thought. So one train of
0: thought was, you know, it'd be cool to see like Texas late November. You get high school, like champion state championship oh, on yeah, Friday yeah, night. Yeah. You get a Texas college game on Saturday, like the Longhorns versus fucking or something. Yeah. Rivalry. A&M. And then you get, you know, Cowboys versus Steelers Sunday. But then I'm like, okay, do boring. I really care Cowboys, for high school Eagles. football? Do I really care for high school football? No. Dallas right now, like the Cowboys, I don't give a, f- like, I don't care about even in the slightest. Oh man caught that, caught the swear word there, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about the thing. I might start up swearing, but I said, like, oh, no, we're too close to the start in January. But yeah, I was thinking, I don't really care for Dallas. I'm like, Longhorns, I'm like, I'm not even really a Longhorns fan. Yeah. So I, it'd be I cool because a- of just Texas. Like, Texas is, like, the football capital of the world. Like,
1: yeah, You know what I mean? Like it's, it's massive, yeah. But
0: then I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, Nashville would be kind of cool because Nashville, like, honky-tonk. Like, the town itself is, like, cool. The stadium's right in downtown, basically. It's like, oh, you just cross the river. It's there. And, you right. know, the University of Tennessee, they got the volunteers. Peyton Manning School. Like, there's so many things in and around that area that would make it kind of cool. But then it's like, it's again. It's next
1: to Georgia. I think it is. Uh, it's close
0: to Atlanta. Yeah. So Georgia
1: has Clemson. Like, you you could probably do Georgia's University of Georgia and Clemson, I think. Yeah, is but that's there. more south, I think. Oh, no, it's far. Hold on. No, Tennessee's near Kentucky. There's not much, eh? Like, that's what I mean. Nashville's it's. Nashville's really like smack dab in the middle. There isn't much around it. Like, Louisville, Louisville Cardinals would be cool. St. Louis is nearby. Memphis. That's what I mean. It's just like, okay, then uh, the
0: other part of me was saying kind of what you thought. Michigan, Michigan State, you know, in the big house. That's a cool fucking experience, right? Yeah. But again, and then I hate the, the I don't care for Detroit Lions. Yeah. So then oh, a wild card for me is like okay Ohio State never seen Ohio State. And you know we've Browns. been to we've been to Ohio which is kind of cool. The Browns okay I don't like the team but I heard the games are crazy. Is that like a dream situation? But it could you end up going there and ends up sucking. Great. Dream they haven't situation. been that bad. Like they're actually yeah. like not bad. So this then year. the complete wild card that I thought about and this is I guess kind of what I'm gonna final my final answer would be Arizona Arizona state and
1: then going over to Vegas and catching Vegas game or because both or like- that's a good that's a good plan or if you get lucky like i think it's it's neck it's no it's in like a month uh maybe 3 weeks uh Arizona plays New Orleans Thursday nighter and the Texans play the Raiders Sunday afternoon game, one o'clock. Yeah, there you go. And, and J- then you catch and, a Saturday game. Jar's going to Arizona for that yeah, game. Yeah, you catch a Saturday
0: game somewhere too. Oh yeah. For college sure. or something. Easy, easy. Um, yeah, because I was thinking about it the other day, I was like, hey, what's my dream football situation? I'm I'm trying to plan all these football weekends, trying to get to seven or eight NFL games this year. Okay, what's my dream situation? I'm like, okay. Miami would be kind of cool. Like I love I love the city of Miami, but you know, Tua's cool, like Tyreek Hill, like they've got a good team, but Miami's not a football town. Yeah. You hear me? It's not what's, the highlight. You know what this, like, Tampa, you heard, what's Tampa.
1: tailgating like there?
0: They have tailgates, yeah, around the, the stadium. Miami? Yeah, but again, I like I'm imagining the Miami Tailgates <laughs> are like the Jacksonville
1: tailgates. Like I heard something on a podcast uh, this this morning maybe. Um did you know that the Miami or allegedly that the Miami Stadium is built so that when the, the during the games, one o'clock and four o'clock, maybe or maybe one o'clock, you're right. The sun hits the opposing sta- bench. So, do you know? Did you watch the Miami game on Miami Dolphins uh, game? I think someone puked so on the, the sideline. So they
0: said it on the first in the first quarter. The commentators. No, uh, Miami versus Buffalo. Yes. Buffalo, historically cold town. Yeah, like, yeah. You get a month and a half, two months of warm weather, and then mid like late Toronto, October, yeah, you're Toronto, fucked. Probably. Miami's hot all year round. Yeah. So like even at its coldest. It doesn't drop below like 15 degrees at a one o'clock game. Like at its coldest in, in Florida. Oh, yeah. During yeah. during yeah, yeah, yeah. September to December. So You're probably able to get that in like So when they built the stadium, January. they built the, the um, like an awning or a canopy kind of thing that provides shade. It only provides shade for half the field up to half the field which is that side that the provides shade for is the Miami side yeah. so the opposing team is always in the fucking beating sun so the doll uh, the bills their they head actually, coach they started dehydrating their play or sorry they started turning up the heat in their facility in the Like when they're watching film, when they were doing all their training sessions, they were turning up the heat specifically in their building to prepare for the game on Sunday because it was like 35 or 37, 36 degrees. That's so crazy. That so they were just the training humidity. them to make sure that they were hydrating. They had like hydration classes. They were making sure they were doing this. And did you see how many injuries they had? Diggs went down with dehydration. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I know he you t- went down. I didn't know why. He took a couple plays off because of dehydration. There was a, like a man down every now and then. It's like because you were dehydrated. It's easier to like to like. Get injured. You're like, catch your, catch your um, get winded. Yeah. There's so many other injuries that are like, because you're dehydrated, you're not moving as quick, you're not thinking as fast. Like, your brain doesn't work as, yeah, as yeah, it yeah. properly should. So, uh, the commentators actually pointed it out during the game. I'm like, you didn't think about that. You're like, oh, it's just that's the way the sun is. Like, no big deal. Yeah. But you see the shaded area on the Miami bench.
1: I heard that, that to like, me is a home advantage. Like, yeah. if there is one, right? That's actually a very good point, And that technically would constitute home field advantage for sure. As if it wasn't bad enough to play in the heat, you get no reprieve from so like it. like Denver, point. Denver,
0: I think there's a home field advantage there because of the altitude.
1: Yeah. When players go to Denver, like they do the um
0: the ox, like the um,
1: the fucking breathing oxygen deprivation, whatever yeah. they call the mask that you wear. That yeah. Makes, so makes players will
0: train that week leading up to it, but you know Buffalo didn't have a full week because they played the Monday night. Or okay, yeah, they absolutely pumped Tennessee, but still, that's one day you lose because after when you play, you can't train the next day. They they Sorry, just maybe. do game film and they do walkthroughs. You can't actually practice the next day because your body's just beat up.
1: Oh, they play the Monday nighter and the th- and and no, then they, they play, play Sunday, Sunday yeah. not Thursday. But still,
0: that's well, that's one day less. Yeah, like, yeah. Again, and when you're going, it's not like you're just playing a normal home game or something. You're going to Miami where it's, it's thirty-five like,
1: degrees. It's more if you think about it because you're you're not playing like it's not like you're playing Sunday night, so you actually you actually lose. You lose a day and a half. Yeah. Almost. Because if you played Sunday at 1. It was like 16 to 18 hours. Yeah, it's a long time. Uh, yeah. They when Cyberpunk. you're a pro, like it's not as big of a deal. Uh, yeah,
0: again, these are pros and they get paid millions
1: of dollars to but do. But like, like playing in but 36 again, degrees is that. And you're running at 100 tough. miles an hour. or not, Sorry, you're running at 100% on almost every play. That's crazy. It's wild. Yeah. Um, my thing, My topic is kind of a, on a shift from this. Even though I love talking about fantasy, football and fantasy football, I don't really have much on it this week because my team, one of my teams, did. You put Abismal. up a stinker, yeah, the stinker. I,
0: I'm three. I'm three and one
1: for three weeks in a row. Okay, I haven't had a perfect week yet. So I started eight and zero, and I'm eleven and one just. No, so Which it. is pretty crazy considering how shit I am at fantasy football, but also a lot of luck. I think I have the of the teams that are undefeated. I have the lowest score of all teams, so I'm somehow getting lucky in every league. Yeah, I put up I put up respectable. Like I lost to DB this week, so
0: DBs beat me twice this year already. The first week he beat me, I put up the third most points in the league. He put up the first. Then That's he beat annoying. Me, he beat me this week in the dynasty league, and I had I think um, Tua got r- injured during the game, that yeah. massive concussion. He said he wasn't concussed eh? Yeah, yeah whatever. We, we can talk about concussions too So he Tua got injured for a list So he put up a stinger 11 points And DB also had the highest score Or the second highest score In the week Again And I had like the third or fourth I would have beat Two thirds of the league But I just happened to play The guy who put up The second most points That's the worst It's all it's all luck Like, But that's what I like though Like again That's, that's how It's as close to real sports As possible If we just give the trophy To the guy who scores The most amount of points At the end of the year That's
1: just not fun yeah, because anything can happen. Like, you don't you know that he's in the most points. You put you up gotta, a fucking stinker. You also got to play matchups. You got to hope to get lucky. I mean, I said this before. I, like A lot of people, not a lot of people, what what context did I say this in? Like, I guess the only thing in sports is that happens that you can guarantee is injuries, obviously. Yeah. Um. But, but like the thing that's interesting about fantasy football is you arguably have more control over your team than an actual NFL Maybe not coach us, but NFL GM does. You're not restricted by a salary cap. I mean, if you do a fantasy like auction draft, you are. But at the same time is like you're you're not. You don't have to consider like you you, you got to consider the intricacies of your league and see how people are going to draft. And if you know your league well enough, you can find deals and you know build up. You can do whatever team. you want. Exactly. That, yeah. Like you're you are not at the mercy of of that. Like yeah, okay, injuries happen, but that is uh no control for a GM of a real team or fantasy team. Again, you have the advantage of no salary cap. You can you know, just flip picks and players on a weekly basis and not worry about game script or team fit or any of that stuff. Yeah. You don't care about locker room chemistry. Nothing, nothing. You can get the worst players. You can get all the worst players in the team with the worst attitudes and if they score yeah. the most points uh, you don't that's all it. that matters. Yeah, that's fair. Um anyways, I don't know. This week was like i w I'm like eleven and one. So I've I've gone undefe- I'm undefeated or sorry, I'm I have no losses in three leagues. And the one loss I have is the league that I probably care the most. Because last week when I got pumped, I didn't care that I lost. I would have been more mad at losing close. I actually, it made it easier to stomach that I got blown out. Yeah, because you don't have to walk. Because I didn't care. Like, I was like, oh, I have no no chance. Yeah. Um, But that one stung the most. Not because of DB, because that league, for some reason, I just want that, to, that's the one league I want to win. Yeah. Ten years, never made a finals. Yeah, like like,
0: I, the, I when I won the LXA league. I didn't. Even, I was like, cool, great. Yeah, Thank
1: like God. that's like, like the, I the league
0: doesn't talk as much shit. It's not as fun. It's like there's no keepers. Like the dynasty one will be the best at the
1: end because again, you're keeping a team. So the people at the top are gonna stay at the top for a some while. Some guys have bad teams. Yeah. Um, when they wanted at some of
0: the teams, I was like, this is
1: bad. One thing I wanted to, to bring up that I found interesting recently, um, kind of, there's a travel. You said like Ultimate Sports Weekend or Football Weekend. So from when when Pearson, um Pearson airport was rated the worst airport in the world for the last year and that article probably came out like early summer maybe midsummer uh, is, yeah,
0: around, yeah let's say July
1: okay q three I don't know if it was this it's a coincidence or a byproduct of that article and being like a laughing stock I guess in that community or that industry but I can tell you that Pearson airport I think has been some of the fastest like service and like, fastest yeah. Fastest and most like efficient, um. That I've ever seen, I think traveling in the last like month. Before I went to Europe in August, it was pretty good. Like there was still some long lines, but like if you, I had the, the Amex, so I got like the fast pass, walk through security, and Excellent. I was. We got there three and hour, three hours and a bit early, and we were at the lounge by like, with three hours to spare, so like flew through, um. Like border patrol, people are like border agents have been super nice, like really funny, honestly, really like, uh, yeah, just making light of the fact that it's been such a bad situation. Um, But even getting off the planes, last year when Becca and I went to Greece in 2021, I think I told you this, how long the line was and a lady was like going to call security on me because I I came through the, the moveator. And I, it ended with a like in the middle of the line, so I kind of got lucky and cut a bunch of it. And lady was like, "Oh, we're gonna call, the, we're gonna call security." And I'm I like, "Okay." Security. Like, did I not tell you the story. <laughs> yeah, you did. Okay, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. So that like that was like the, I guess middle of whatever. Um. Yeah. It, so getting getting into the airport and to the gates and all that stuff, been on time. Not only have I not had delays, I flew to Tampa for work a few weeks ago. My flight boarded and left early which is crazy. I haven't seen that happen in a while. Or like we were fully boarded with like five minutes to spare before. takeoff. Yeah. We switched off taking off. Um, Same thing with like went to San Fran. Same thing. Like it was like we were boarded on time, took off, landed on time, no delays. So the last, like I've had three flights out of Pearson in the past, like two months, let's say like all of them have been really good. All left really on time. And then, yeah, getting out, coming through, um, uh, like, coming back out, like, five, not five, that's an exaggeration, 20, 30 minutes from the p- getting off the plane to get to getting to get neighbor, out of the airport, which is crazy. I mean, <laughs> that's pretty much customary in most airports. Like, yeah. the places I was landing, that's how it was. It um, was bad lately. But before. it's funny because, like, you know, it's we've been ridiculed in the travel restrictions and now they're finally lifting mask mandates and, and uh, arrive can and all that stuff. I never really cared. I mean, I didn't like wearing a mask on a plane, but I didn't. didn't care. It didn't deter um, you from traveling? No. It, like, is it annoying? Sure. Yeah, but it's not... You're still going to travel. This is probably... I don't know if I... It's also matters kind of where you're flying, how you're flying, like how you are and stuff like that, and what class you're if you sit... Like when you sit in economy and you peak into premium economy or peak into business, you can tell the rules are different based on where you're sitting. And it's... It Which is... That's why I always found it interesting. I don't care, but it just... It's funny. I... um. I get what you're saying. I
0: agree to some sense and I disagree to some sense. Um in the sense of obviously you know Air Canada canceled like a third of their flights or something. So I think that helps with the deboarding, the the boarding and that stuff. Having an Amex is just life-changing if you travel. If you travel consistently like once a quarter, you need an you need an Amex card that gets you the line bypass at Pearson cuz it is actually night and day. Yeah. Like
1: that that one's good. I like the TD one better. Um, TD gets you airplane. Oh, airplane, yeah, because it gets you a free maple leaf lounge, which is One of the okay, there, there you but go, yeah. yeah, but anyway, sorry, you, you need one
0: of them. You need something that'll get you a line bypass because it literally changes like an hour difference in the flight yeah. uh, in the um, security line. Uh, I do believe that they have got better in terms of getting people through the lineups because even when I was there the last few times, I haven't ha- I haven't waited in a line at Pearson, honestly. In months and I've traveled yeah. every single month. I can't remember the last time I waited in line. Cause the Amex. Excuse me. So that since I agree, they've gotten a lot better. Yeah. The part where I still think they're lacking is with in terms of delays. Cause the last few actually I haven't I haven't had a delay. I haven't not had a delay since I can remember. Really? Even if it's like a 10, 20-minute... Even if we get on the plane on time, there's a delay with the runways. If we arrive on time, there's a delay on the tarmac or the des- oh, there's I, delays. I haven't had a flight that wasn't delayed either arriving or departing. Honestly, oh, since I can't remember, remember. So the delayed- most of them have been minor, but again, when I, when I went to Greece, we lost our, our connecting flight to Mykonos because we ended up sitting on the plane for about an hour before we took off. And because of that... Or it was an hour and a half... So it was delayed half hour, no big deal. And then we sat on the plane on the tarmac for an hour. We got to meet, we got to Athens and Athens is the airport where you have to actually leave and go through security again and me and DB ended up missing our flight. It actually costed DB like 150 bucks because he booked those flights separately. A- Aeroplan took care of it for me. They just booked me on the next flight. I was fine. You have to rebook. Did we have to call, re- call Expedia, rebook that flight separately, and that's also another a lesson. That you bucks.
1: Should, I honestly. I don't know why people don't book directly with airlines. I wouldn't. I don't. I've not booked with Expedia. I've not booked with Trivago. I haven't booked with anything. I don't even know since probably twenty fifteen, in and around there, like. <clears throat> The only thing I use, like I'll use, always book with the hotel directly, always book with the flight directly. The hotel especially, if you find a cheaper rate, and most hotels, if you find that rate, you call them and say, hey, your rate on your website is more expensive than this rate. They will match it, and someone will Compre- give you a discount. Yeah. So like Bonvo- Marriott, um, Marriott Bonvoy has a, a, the best rate guarantee where if you find a better rate and call them, not only do you get the rate they... They don't just match your rate. They give a 30% discount on the rate. 30. Something like that. So what if,
0: okay, let me ask you this. What if you booked on Hotwire? Remember Hotwire?
1: Okay. I don't, <clears throat> I don't know. If I so used I, w- I
0: used to use it like when we were kids, I used Hotwire all the time when we yeah. were still in London. And anytime we came downtown, if I needed a hotel room, cause Hotwire, you get, you pick an area. So you say, I'm going to pay the four star hotels are 165 bucks uh, in the entertainment district on a Saturday night. Yeah. So you, you click it. You know what you're getting because you know what the four-star hotels in the entertainment district are. The Sheridan, the Hilton, the Hilton Garden Inn, and the fucking whatever. Yeah, yeah. So you knew you were getting one of those five or six hotels. So let's say I booked it and I got the Marriott. And it was 165 because, again, you don't know. And but it, So you booked it and the Marriott was 200. Would they give it to you on the
1: 165? Do they give you 30% on that? That I'm not sure because I haven't used it in a while. And it's also a newer thing. Well, not a newer thing, but I just recently... Because this is a
0: good way to start rinsing hotels.
1: Well, not only if that... we need two rooms, I'll book one on Hotwire, and then you book... I, uh, a friend of a cousin... So, I have a cousin... Um, yeah, yeah. You're leaving? No. Oh. Um, I have a cousin who lives overseas, and he's got a, a good... Uh, one of his good friends works in, uh, in hotels, or worked in hotels. And he told me that if you find a better rate for a hotel... Even if they didn't have the best rate guarantee, if it's any brand, Hilton, whatever, Marriott, you find a better rate that's cheaper, you call them and say, hey, look, look. I know that I see the cheaper rate. Not only that, I know you have uh, like the dust on your because I, you know, I know you're paying commission also to let's say Expedia. So Hilton will pay Expedia off a uh, 20% fee or yeah, something. Yeah. Why don't I get the cheap, why don't the cheaper, um, instead of you giving them commission, give me 10% off the cheaper rate. So you save the 10% and just give me that. We're good. Um so if you yeah I there's I always guess what I'm getting at it. is I don't I, I refuse to book with trip like uh, aggregators I won't use Expedia booking.com unless I'm going somewhere like a, a Greek island that or Croatia that won't have a myriad hotel or an a good Airbnbs yeah. you have to use like booking.com or something 100%. In North well, America though I agree
0: always, with you always always and even the best part of a lot of these hotels it's free cancellation up to 24 hours before. Right now I oh, have yeah. I have Hilton's booked <laughs> In random cities the yeah. entire month of October. Yeah. So I have my LA Hilton booked. I have a New York Hilton booked, both for Thanksgiving weekend, because I can and it was cheap. I have my Colorado hotel booked. You know what I paid for a hotel twenty minutes from Red Rocks? So it's halfway between downtown Denver and Red Rocks? A Hilton. Sixty six dollars. Oh, no, ninety eight
1: dollars. 98 dollars. Okay. Like cheap. Great deal. I had a, I didn't Four know if were, I didn't know if you were asking me and you were like, Is it I have a be suite. expensive? I have a suite for a hundred dollars. Do you um Cause you stay with Hilton a lot. Do yeah. you stay enough nights? What's the threshold to get like the first level of status? So I
0: missed it by two. Uh, so I have the I have yes. a gold automatically because of Amex, and I missed the Last platinum year. by two nights. That's a mistake. And I
1: I just I screwed up. I wasn't really paying attention till the end because I could have done it. I'm a few nights away from ty- um, platinum or tight. Ty- yeah, platinum with Bonvoy. When you get to that level, you get like you get extra elite night credits, which makes you like get even yeah. higher status. You get a free night credit. So like a f- up to like $40,000 Which is probably like three equivalent of 350 yeah, yeah. Um But when you have those statuses You get guaranteed late checkout I get 4pm guaranteed ga- guaranteed yeah, late nice. checkout um, If I show up at the hotel If I show up at any hotel and it's fully booked I show up within, 40, within 48 hours They have to give me a room yeah, I heard Which that. is crazy um, That doesn't happen I don't think I've ever used that ever Even though I had this status before um, And you get free suite upgrades Which is pretty cool so and that happened to me. I don't even have the status yet. I only have gold right now, and I was in San Fran, and they upgraded us to a suite. Yeah, so I, I'm fairly lucky with <coughs> my Hilton just
0: because of Dom. Shout out, Dom. Um, I'm on his fa- uh, family and friends plan, so I get like, I get the suites first. Sometimes a suite is cheaper than a regular room just because that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. Right? I don't know how the family and friends plan works, but sometimes you go on in one week, there's no family and friend rate. The next week, there is. So like my Miami trip and uh, mother-son trip in October... The four Hiltons that are like in downtown Miami, Miami, not on South Beach, like downtown Miami. None of them have good rates. If I check next week or the week before the trip, at some point there will be a good rate on one of those four hotels.
1: Oh, so you just kind of wait. You don't book anything. Yeah, else. you just you
0: just kind of just wait it out, and then you just check every periodically. So I'll, I'll randomly check. But there's two that we usually stay at. There's there's a Hilton uh, Hilton Garden Inn on South Beach that usually has family and friends. Then there's a Hilton, and then there's a Hilton Garden Inn on the actual. Which Main is the like one you guys stayed
1: like five people in a room,
0: four people in a room, New Year's Eve, Hilton <laughs> Garden. Inn. Fuck, I'm I'll, Dave. I love you if you don't listen to this pod, but I can't room with you ever again. I, I yes. said it in our
1: group chat. I haven't room with DB. I haven't been in the same. I don't think in the same room with DB. Like at, sleeping at any point since 2014. When we went. To yeah, Cabo. I just can't do it anymore. I'll strangle him. I will literally strangle him. Yeah, I, 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 I hit my limit in in Europe this
0: year. I don't know why. Usually, I could sleep with DB. He's, he's He's bad, but I, I've usually slept fine. I don't know about this trip. I don't know what it was. Yeah, there's times I wanted to kill him. He's the
1: worst snore I've ever heard in my life. Honestly, Surge yeah, is worse though. I don't know. I'm not, not around him enough, but like DB is actually the worst snore I've ever heard in my life, and it's like it's not even close. I used to snore a bit before I got my tonsils out, but not even close to that bad.
0: Yeah, I know I snore at times. At least I've been told I snore at times. Um,
1: yeah, but I don't know how bad I am. I don't know. Anyways, I have a, I have one other point to jump back to. Okay. So, do you remember what? Did I tell you what happened when I was flying back from Barcelona with the flight with the with uh, our seat? No. So this kind of leads my leads me to my one other point about I want to talk about Pearson Airport being really like how it's gotten a lot better actually, which is uh, surprised me. But what surprised me more is the customer service with Air Canada, uh, Air Canada slash Aeroplan, uh, and it leads me to kind of two points. So first and foremost. So when we got delayed, the last time I was delayed with the flight was New York. And I know you've talked about this, but they gave me, just for a, what was it, three-hour delay? Four-hour delay? It was three and a half, because it hit the three-hour threshold. So three-and-a-half-hour delay. They gave, and we still got home that night, just that, like, from 7 p.m., we were not one in the morning or something. Yeah,
0: something something ridiculous. They
1: gave me $400. Yeah, I got it too. Yeah, which is amazing. Like The fact that I still got home, like, was I annoyed? Sure, but, like... Four, I mean, I would have probably taken, like, you know, less, but $400 is great. They like With that, with, like, a buddy pass, now, Beck and I can book our flights to, to New York for the marathon um, and pay nothing out of pocket. So, flying back from Barcelona, um, we flew business class back, and I booked the points. We had the, we were in the, the like, the newer, uh, the newer, like, uh, what's it called? Air Canada Signature Class. So, like, the new planes, really nice. You can open, like, the partition in the middle so Beck and I can, like, talk to each other. Amazing. The I think it was fifty five thousand points each to come home, which is really cheap, relatively speaking for a business class flight and like a product like that. And really good. you're very good because going just coming back from Greece, I think it was like ninety eight thousand. It's only a two hour flight for two hour further flight. So when we get when we boarded the plane, we were sitting we were in row three uh, in the middle parts, and there was like one on each side of us with a row, and then one on each side. So we're in the middle. We're sitting there, whatever. I'm trying to put my seat back, and it's not really going back. So, it, it would go back maybe to, if you sit upright almost at 90 degrees, it would go back to about 75. So, you can, you're can kind of slouched back. But the feet would only also go up the same part. So, it kind of like it almost would stop. Now, the problem with that is, well, number one, the, one of the best parts about flying business is that you can lie flat and sleep. That's honestly, truthfully why we do it. Um, you can sleep on the plane. But... When the seat goes up to go flat, it like bends in a way where it lets you extend so that your feet can actually like stretch out and you can reach the footrest in the well that's underneath, the footwell. Without the seat moving further, I, my feet are not – I'm not seven feet tall. I can't reach the, the footwell. So my seat was broken. Like it was jammed. I couldn't – I had to sit upright, which is fine. I'm not, like, I'm not complaining. It was daytime flight. But I couldn't get comfortable. I was exhausted, obviously, after the trip we had. So I asked the stu- the flight attendant, um, nice lady, Linda. She comes over and I was like, "Hey, just out of curiosity. like my seat won't move." Like it's stuck. She goes, "Oh, it's broken." I said, "Oh, what do you mean?" She's like, "It's weird that they let you sit here because it's broken. It was on the flight manifest. like we, we knew it was broken. It's, it said, "Do not sell, so they should never have sold it to you." I was like, "Oh, that's interesting. I oh, managed' got a free flight. Okay. So um, I booked this flight back in February, I think, like a long time ago, and yeah, we picked yeah. those seats specifically. When we checked in, didn't say anything. Checked in, no problem. So my man salivating at this. So point. yeah, so I was and Linda said to me, you know, you should reach out and tell them because they should have known not to sell to you. And when I checked in, there was other seats available, but that would yeah. But by the time I got seated on the plane, full flight, so I was stuck in that seat. So Becca's like laying out, passed out, sleeping. I am so, I'm like annoyed, but I'm not annoyed with the fact that like that I'm being like cranky or miserable because I know deep down, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get something out of this. Oh, yeah. And I, you know, not that you should be like, you know, getting excited by like taking someone, but like that, that, that's the reason I got the flight. So I was annoyed. Anyways, I emailed them and I didn't expect to hear from them for a long time. And I heard back today. So they said, whatever. You so themselves. sorry, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We can offer you one of two things. We can offer you five hundred dollars, or wait—is it, it cash or credits? Uh, credit, I believe. Okay, I could probably ask for more, or fifty thousand airplane points, which is basically the price of the flight. Which means I just got—you flew for free. Exactly, five thousand points I paid to fly that flight, so I still got the the alcohol, the food, the inflight entertainment. I was uncomfortable for seven hours, but now I can book my flight to Europe next year in business class for free. That's that's good. Um. I guess what I was also doing, like, moral of that story is, well, number one, actually, no, the number one moral of that story is I do, I mean, I believe that Air Canada has to follow certain laws and regulations that are in place for the airline industry. Yep. But I actually think that they've done a pretty good job at handling this stuff. Like, I don't even think of our three-hour delay constitutes getting $400. I don't think it's that much. I could be wrong. But, like, they basically give them money back for that flight. I still flew on that flight. They didn't have to do that. I, think, I don't think so. Air Canada, it's so tricky because I've had again, I've
0: traveled, I've been on a plane, I don't know, 10, 15 times this year so far. Like just an insane amount. And I get either really lucky or really unlucky. So my Houston experience, remember that? Debacle? Yeah. That was just a nightmare feel, like nightmare after nightmare after nightmare. Somehow they told me I got into the I got into the airport. Wait, and I actually don't fully remember. Okay, so long story short, booked a flight. We arrived, I tried to check in online. This was, this was for the... Final four. Okay, yeah. Amazing trip. So I, I would do the whole thing all over again, even knowing I'd get fucked. Uh, so I booked a flight through Aeroplan Points. They gave me a United flight. When I went to check in online, I couldn't check in online. They told me to go to the kiosk. Okay. So I showed up to the airport. It was an hour and twenty minutes before my flight. This is on the way there back. On the way back. Okay. So I showed up to the airport an hour and twenty minutes before my flight. So I got in line for the kiosk. Got to the front of the kiosk with about an hour and ten minutes left. Okay. Start talking like She's trying to check me. She can't check me. And she can't check me. She got you got to go to the other counter. So I went to the other counter. At this point, I'm about fifty five minutes now. She. So I get to the front of the line and I'm waiting because I could literally see the gate through the through the security line. No security line. I'm chilling. So they he goes. Oh, we can't we can't get your seat. It was done. Plane's gone. I was like, plane's not gone. leaves in 50 minutes, 55 minutes. She goes, yeah, but you're an international traveler. You can't travel within. Uh, we can't print boarding tickets for people who aren't checked in within an, uh, 60 minutes of the flight time. Is that? Is that? Did so you look that's a rule. all yeah, so, oh, okay. I looked it up. I was like, well, I no offense. Been. I was in line there. Like you guys told me, like you should have checked. In. I'm like, it told me I couldn't. And I had the screenshot. It says, please go to the kiosk. You cannot check in. Had all this information. Whatever. I seem to get home. So long story short. They put me on the next flight the next morning, and they give me an electronic uh, an electronic receipt. So, I t- and it has a barcode. So, I take this. I didn't have a seat number yet, but I took the thing, and I remember talking to someone on the phone, and they said, "Just uh, go when you get through security, go go see someone at the That's gate." That's for the next morning. Yeah, go see someone at the gate; they'll get you a seat. So oh, it's a like standby kind of thing. Yeah, I use my electronic receipt. I scan it through security; it lets me in. So. One would assume you are okay. <laughs> if if I scan through security and I get in, I think I have a fucking ticket. I'm thinking I'm good. Or else how the hell did I get through security? Long story short, I get to the front of the line the next day after I slept in the <laughs> well, airport. Paul said
1: long story short to start. Yeah. The <laughs> middle and the and second yeah. middle. So I end
0: up getting through security. I get to the front desk the next morning. I I slept at the airport on two couches, like miserable. The guy's like, "Yeah, I don't know how you're here." I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, this isn't a ticket. You don't have a boarding pass." I was like, "Yeah, I know. I don't have a boarding pass. I have my ticket." He's like, "How'd you get in here? You shouldn't be here." I was like, "Well, I'm here. Do I look like I I hid through security? No, I went. I scanned this. So like, no, you didn't. It doesn't work. It did, that couldn't work." I'm like, "I don't know what to tell you. It worked. I scanned through security. I put my phone on the thing and I walked through." So they put me on the flight later. Anyways, it was just a nightmare. I was like a twenty. They ended up figuring it out. No, they didn't. I put. On, I got put on the next flight. They didn't let me on that morning flight. That was the day of Mount Joy. So I I missed the 8 /8 A flight, and I ended up getting on the noon flight. That's so annoying. So I I told the whole story to the people at our Canada. They basically said it's my fault. It's my incompetence because I missed the first flight. I missed the first flight. So I said, I'm like, look, I understand, but it's also you guys have to take some sort of blame on that. They said no. Pissed me off. They didn't give you anything? Pissed me off. They didn't give me anything. So then I was like, okay, maybe the first flight you could potentially blame on me. What about the second flight? They go, we need to go through the call recording. They said they listened to the call. And I was like, yeah, no, the person did nothing wrong. I was like, the person told me to go through security and go to the gate in the morning. There will be a spot. It was like, oh, we don't have them. I'm like, look, trust me. I wouldn't just fucking do this on my own. Yeah. So basically said nothing. So I got nothing after that. And I was pissed. So I emailed again. I'm like, I want to speak to your manager, blah, blah, blah. I, I kept going. And I, at this point, I'm like, this is just principle. I'm in like, March Madness was in, I don't know, April, early April. I'm fighting this in like late June at this point, so I'm still going. Yeah. So they end up giving me thirty percent off my next paid flight. Oh. Can't use it on taxes. Only paid flight.
1: What do you mean tax? Like if you use, so you know, if you
0: points and you got to pay the seventy dollars in taxes, you can't use it. Anyways, I haven't paid for a flight with Air Canada. in forever because or Air Canada because of Air. Fast forward to New York now. Got four hundred bucks, just like you. So now I'm waiting for the next kind of like big ticket flight because I got 30 percent off plus four hundred bucks. Do you have a buddy pass? No,
1: not yet. As long as it doesn't apply to you, you don't have a. I, well, I guess you'd still go with a friend. You you should sign up for uh, one of the one of the cheap Aeroplan cards. I just got one. Which one? The TD Aeroplan. You just got just got it. Right. The good I mean, one. Two months ago. The one that I had, like the the, the oh. privilege. I don't know. I'll show you after. Show Maybe. me. Yeah, because if you get a buddy pass, if you really want to get crazy, what you do is take the buddy pass. Take that four dollar credit you have, find a flight to like Hawaii, book buy one economy ticket, attach your buddy pass, use your credit, and you'll probably pay two hundred bucks for two people to go to Hawaii for like a week if you want. And it's not easy Cause, cause Hawaii 30% off. And yeah. the 30% off you can do. Yeah, that's I don't know right. if you can piggyback them all because I think they only let you do one thing, but um You know what something I do
0: love, kind of side note, is websites that allow you to use like discount codes and promo codes like yeah. separately. Okay. I don't Do know you want a specific example? Uh, yeah. I, I bought a hat on a website called Culture Kings. Which I bought three hats, actually. But it was free shipping if you spend over $100. But then it was also another code I found through uh, Honey or whatever, yeah, one of those yeah. attachments I have on my uh, extensions. And it was 30% off if you spend over $100. So I hit the $100. I got the free shipping code. Then I attached the 30% off if you spend over $100. So I ended up getting the free shipping and the 30% off. I think after tax... I ended up paying. It was like eighty-seven bucks or eighty-two bucks American for three hats and a hat holder and including shipping.
1: Not bad. Uh, I thought it was a good deal. Um, that's such a bad deal. random random thought. That is a random thought. I like that. Uh, yeah. The other thing to jump. The one thing I wanted to finish just jumping back to the um, to Air Canada. And I don't want to talk about points too much. We kind of touched on it a, f- a few times in this. But I don't think. well, I didn't really realize till recently how good. Uh, Aeroplan like is as a program, and being in Canada having that like access to Aeroplan and Air Canada, um, you know, even though again, like it's a, like people are gonna say, "Ah, oh, it sucks." They're so strict at the flight mask and that shit. Sure, but if you're smart and know how to accumulate these points, like it's actually an incredible program. You can fly almost anywhere in the world with Aeroplan using points. If you like, if you like using your points for you know, higher end things like I do, like business class flights, you can fly on some incredible, incredible airlines. Business class, first class, whatever. Um, yeah, I just want to give them a shout out. They've been getting absolutely kicked in the shins and knocked down. Uh, honestly, I maybe it's good luck. Maybe it'll it'll hit me at some point, but. Aeroplan has always been pretty good to me. Actually, that always been really good to me. I've missed a lot of flights with them and they've just they're like, yeah, I'll book in the next one. Um, I've loved hate with aeroplan because again, I've been
0: screwed on a lot of times this year with delays and everything. That being said, I will only fly aeroplan, oh, sorry, air Canada because of aeroplan. Because again, like you just said, it is so easy to accumulate points if you know what to do and how to do it. Like even sometimes we go for business lunches and like, I'll see one of our like supply, uh, one of our suppliers who's buying, who's buying lunch. I'll see them pull out Like the personal Amex And I'm like You on know, points is like Yeah man Why would I use my corporate TD rewards visa When I can use my own Amex And just You know Expense it back Expense it back Right And I'm like 100%. Fuck man I love it Cause me and you are different You like to travel less But more premium Whereas I yeah. wanna travel more And just regular class So Yeah yeah You get the The better Dollar value Whereas I get the more Frequency value You, you get It's just a different style You get, of you get volume You get yeah. volume
1: Yeah And you can see more places For less Yeah like, yeah, Which this, is, this year yeah. I've
0: tried, I think, I don't know, I've probably been on, I don't know, 12, 13
1: vacations this year alone and we're 10 months into the year. Yeah. that's well, You might have only I mean, done like to, six or seven, right? I used to do that. Mind you, I also pay for a lot of my flights. I don't. It depends. I'm trying to be strategic because I'm also trying to earn um, like aeroplane status. So yeah. I'm trying to get, I'm at 20, I get 25K automatically with the credit card I have. Which is pretty good. Like when I fly economy, I get the boarding zone two, so I get on early, means to get overhead bin space. Um, I get, yeah, you're a I big guy cheaper. like that. You love that. Well, yes, actually, I'm like a stickler with that shit. If I go on a plane and there's like, I, yeah, I'm annoying with it. Overhead bin, I, I realize like the old school. I you know guess funny, thought this process like
0: subtly brings into the my like final point of the episode. In this. Oh, perfect. We wrap start. it up in a minute. So, so you keep but,
1: going. Yeah, like the one thing I guess like the old. I guess the old. um the old thought process, at least how I interpret it when I started traveling, even as a kid, is the overhead bin above your seat belongs to like your row. Yep. And now, what's the overhead bin for? Uh, typically, it's supposed to be for the luggage, like carry-on luggage. You're not supposed to put backpacks and jackets. Those go under the your personal seat. bags. Yep. But now that being said, I'm still annoying. So I am a. I got to be honest. I'm a, I'm kind of like an entitled traveler, which is not. I'm I'm happy to admit it. Not great, but at the same time, unless someone tells me otherwise, I'm gonna try and, and do it, and it's not at the at the detriment of somebody else. So the overhead bin space, I used to think it was like your the bin over your space of your seat. Well, it turns out I heard recently when I was trying to like I was checking into a flight. I don't remember how long it was. Sorry, boarding a flight. My overhead bin was full, but there was nobody in my row. And I'm like, okay, this is bizarre. Why are there luggages here? So I asked the flight attendant, and I said, hey, these shouldn't like, working with my luggage. he goes, you got to find somewhere further back. I said, no, no, hang on.
0: Oh, Whose bags, bags are these?
1: And somebody like like two rows back goes, oh, that's mine. I said, well, ha- okay. And I look back where his was, and I'm like, your bin's empty. The student says, it doesn't matter. I said, well, hang on, it does. Because why would I have to walk back when I'm de-boarding, uh, sorry, deplaning. planing and this guy has a bin that's empty of his head so he can get an advantage. And I understand the irony of that I just said is like I'm an entitled traveler. So I would maybe do the same. But I, had, I to date, I have not. I have not taken someone's bin space unless there's no more room. So anyways, I made a fuss. I, I took the guy's bag down. I said, like, can, I ask, can you move it? He goes, no, I'm not moving. I said, okay, I'll move it for you. He goes, don't move it. I said, miss, I'm telling you right now, like, there's nobody in my row. So I don't know where their bag's going, but mine's going here. I took his bag down, walked back, put it above him. I'm like, sorry, sir, like you have space above your head. Take it or leave it. And then he's like, I don't know, something to that capacity. I could be remembering it a little bit differently. Um, where was I going at this point? Um, shit, I'm forgetting now where I was going with this.
0: I'll, well, I'll keep going on this note before I, I wrap up with my final point. Um,
1: I agree with you. Me, I'm the type I like to be the last person. Okay, go. No, no, sorry. I remembered be- uh, what I was trying to say was. The benefit of getting stat, like, why this is a big deal to me is because you said I'm a big, like, that's the kind of thing that I do. I take carry-ons everywhere. I'm trying to get away from it more, but, but the problems at Pearson, I wasn't going to risk it. But anyways, I take a carry-on always. I fit all my stuff in a carry-on. doesn't matter how long I'm going. So I like to board early because I like to make sure I get overhead bid space. So I avoid those kind of scenarios or I avoid having to gate check my bag because I get annoyed by that. So I, I like to get on the plane um, earlier. Now, if I'm checking a bag, I actually like to be the last person to board the plane because I don't need to get on early. But it like makes me anxious not to have overhead bin space. So um, the fact that I have the status with the 25K and I have uh, 25K status, so let's be going zone two, which is basically the first zone after, after business. class. Yeah. Right? So so I've... Sp- and this is not the sound and title, but I've spent money with an airline or I, I the credit card so I can achieve the status, meaning, theoretically, I get some sort of preferential treatment because I have zone two. 100%. So now... I board the plane, right? I get on the plane. Um, this actually happened recently. Where was I? Anyways, I was it happened very recently. So I board, I get on. I'm one of the first people on the plane. I have a backpack. Now I put the backpack above, but if somebody comes in and takes a space, I will move it 100. But if there's a will to like jam it in, I'll put it there. So the people on my section board, they put one luggage in and the other one, and my bag was flat on its back, so it took up a lot more space wide wise. But once they, like I, I moved it, I took it out, and they put their luggages in, and I noticed there's a little gap, no chance of luggage going to fit in there, so I put my bag in. Perfect. No, I'm not taking anybody's space for a luggage. Everyone boards the plane, everyone boards the plane, they're like the last people boarding now. So I've been on, I'm comfortable, I'm sitting, flight attendants checking all the bins, full flight, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, hey, bro, here we go, if they come to my bin, I'm going to be pissed. Comes to my bin, they goes, whose backpack is this? I go, I goes, is there a problem? She goes, that goes under your seat. I said, well... Is there a, can, I, can I see whose luggage is going to go there? Because I don't think you can fit one there. And then she shows me like this like hiker back, like a, one of those big backpacks you take for backpacking. And she goes, this is a bigger backpack. I said, okay, that can also be checked. I said, this guy boarded the plane last. That's not my problem. If it was a luggage, you would gate check it. So I have to inconvenience myself so you can jam this in here. Like you can easily go to the gate, put a sticker on it, gate check it. And what she's happened? like, um, she's like, well, she's they're look at the other side, trying to rummage. I have to go stir. Like, this is not like his bag can go here. I said, his bag's for sure too big for there. I'm not taking my bag out. And she's like, well, take it. She takes it out, moves her stuff up, whatever, throwing a fuss. Like, I was like, man, like there's another space on that other bin. Why did you take mine out when that's wide open? And she's like, well, you can put it back. I was like, okay, this is so stupid. I'm like, Anyways, it was a terrible, this is a, I I get what you're saying.
0: This will lead perfectly into mine. A couple things, last things on this airplane thing. I hate boarding, unless I'm zone two, which I usually, I get because of John sometimes. Unless I'm zone two, I want to be the last person on the plane. Because I will always find, I'm the type of guy that when the plane's full and there's no overhead, I will open every single above, upper uh, compartment to find the knapsack to take out to Tetris my fucking bag in. (laughs) No chance. I like my knapsack in front of me at all times because... I have a window seat. Once I'm in, I don't want to get yeah, up. Yeah. No matter if my flight's you three, seven, nine, ten hours. Once I'm in my seat, I'm not getting up until the plane's done. So I have everything. Really? Yeah, I won't get up. I'll You're hold like- my piss the whole time. No. I piss before I get on the plane, always, and I won't pee until the plane lands. Like ever in your life? I've done, in the last year or so, these
1: 15 vacations, I peed once.
0: That's crazy. I don't like peeing on planes. Planes, moving vehicles, anything. Really? I don't like peeing on it. Yeah.
1: Man, I'd buy, I've had two bad experiences. I just, I just don't you. like I it. I
0: it's weird. I have to like I have to like plant myself I'm like holding on like on all like holding the roof, <laughs> holding
1: because I can't pee. I go bed. to the washroom very frequently on a plane, just just yeah, to get up and move around. I never do. I don't like
0: I don't once I'm in I don't like getting up. Like, okay, if I have friends on the plane, I'll get up to go talk to friends, but I usually don't like getting up. Uh so I didn't thing. know that about you. That's interesting. Yeah, uh with the Tetris thing, it happened to me recently. Again, one of the last people on the plane. And I'm in my thing. She's like, Oh, sure, there's no more upper uh, compartments. You have to check bag. I'm like, look, no offense, I'm not checking my bag. I'm not checking my bag. Prove to me there's zero space. I will, I'll gladly check. But I want to see everything, single thing. And I'm the type, I will open every single freaking compartment to find a way. Because again, sometimes people put them horizontally. Okay, yeah. If your are can fit vertically, put it fucking vertically. Come on, like give me a break yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of my bigger pet peeves, which kind of, I was going to wrap on like pet peeves.
1: I actually was going to ask you that to start the episode because we were venting before. Yeah,
0: well, traffic was one yeah, of my yeah, things. Yeah. Right? So um, one of my biggest pet peeves is how the European airlines, when you, they board front and back a plane. Yeah, and people put their bags behind them. Wait, what do you mean? So let's say Ryanair. This is the best example. When you're when you're leaving, let's say Ibiza to go to Barcelona. Well, Ibiza airport small. A lot of times they load front and back. Oh yes, yes. Sometimes when they get to Barcelona, they'll they'll just do the the main front door. Yes. But then you're watching people from the f- front try and go to the back to pick up their overhead luggage. To walk back to the front. And they don't realize that you have to sit and wait. Traffic's going this way. You can't just uh, like disrupt traffic to go backwards. Like just sit and wait. When people get off, you walk back. And people will stand up while everyone's standing up. and like, That moment that plane lands and everyone stands up, to me, I sit down. I'm like, I'll wait my turn. I got no problem. Like, I, I know how this works. Some people don't. They'll just get up and start fucking running through. It's like, guys, my we bad. can't go anywhere. We can't go anywhere. Like we're we're literally not moving. Yeah. Wait for the door to open at least. So some people are at least walking, and you can
1: excuse me, excuse me, excuse me bye. Like some Europeans, they don't care. They're like, oh, no, it's my bag. I can not fucking get it. Like, that happened to us on Ryanair. It's funny you they say that. I think we were flying uh, to Ibiza. No, no, back from Ibiza, from Ibiza to Barcelona. Because Ibiza, those small islands, are the ones that load from the front and back because they have the stairs. Yeah, yeah, we we're they're flying, not real airports. We we're flying so. one direction, not one of the directions. Um, and I, uh, this I thought was honestly kind of a flex. It was an older guy. Uh, we were in row like two, uh, and they were row one. Obviously, from the around there is like just like re- every seat's regular, but those are like the preferred seats, but they're the same size as everything else. They don't recline, they're absolute it's shit. The, yeah, same shit. Shit. Uh, wait, guy,
0: wait, but you get free overhead compartment. Yeah. You don't have to pay for your overhead compartment. True.
1: Yeah. Um, the guy in front of us, so we board, we put our stuff in, and we got our bags in, and then there was like a small compartment where I guess nothing could really fit. Like this guy had a proper luggage, like a bigger size carry on, and I see him like go on. He's looking around. You can just tell he's like kind of an older guy, like Middle Eastern looking guy. Kind of just he just had this like bit of like he was. You tell he was irritated that he couldn't get his bag up there, but he boarded like very late in the process. So, he's talking to the stewardess. The stewardess goes, you got to go wait for the back. Because I'm not going back there. He goes, you have to put it back. He goes, I'm, I'm row one. I'm not putting it back there. How am I going to get off the plane and get it? She goes, sir, like, I can't know what to tell you. And I respect the stewardess. He wasn't taking anyone's bag out. Like, no one's backpack was getting preferential treatment. I hate when they do that. So, so this guy. Open goes, the fucking bins. Let's test this, man. You'd you like this. This Rides guy me. goes. He goes, okay, no problem. Puts it down in, next to row one in the middle aisle and sits in his seat. And this, the flight attendant comes and goes, uh, what do you do with this? He goes, I'm not touching it. You can do whatever you want with it. He goes, either goes there or you can handle it. So the flight attendant wasn't like trying to figure out where to put it for him. He didn't even look at where it went. Like he didn't care. He sat there, leg crossed, chit-chatting with a pilot sitting next to him it was on a flight. And then I guess he like kind of peeked back to see where it was. And then when we touched down, he knew where his luggage was. People started getting up, and he's just ramming through everybody trying to get to his luggage. And I and like I got up because I was in the aisle and I was like sweating sitting down. I was like, man, come on. Like I, I respect what you're doing here, but like you're you're killing me. Like you're trying to push through me. <laughs> Anyways, that guy gave zero Fs. It was hilarious. Um, we talked a lot about travel in this one.
0: Um, last last point before we wrap up. Okay.
1: Three of your biggest pet peeves. Man, this is hard. You know, I was going to write a book about this. Uh, three biggest pet peeves. Three things that deeply annoy me. It's going to be so hard because as soon as you say yours, someone will come to me. But oh, I don't have them. I'm going to think about them as we go. Okay. Three, three biggest, biggest pet, pet peeves. First. Okay. Um, first big pet peeve. We'll go one at a time. I, this is a bad. It's not really pet people, but I'm just thinking about the travel stuff and and it shouldn't annoy me and and it and it doesn't I don't react to it. But it's always something that grinds my gear a bit. Is that like people at airports who have to be like told things repeatedly? And you know, you would think that by now a good majority of the world has probably been on a plane or a train or something. But that's not a fair assumption either. I can't, I can't guess that. And I also have, can't believe people have to understand what they're saying or all these things. But I always find it fascinating that you get to like, you know, security and then they don't know that you can have more than 100 milliliters or they have way too much stuff or they don't think their electronics out and they got to keep going back and forth in circles. It slows the line down. Like that bugs me a little bit. I don't get mad at it ever, but I'm like, come on, man. Like the, okay. the, everything is listed here. Um, you're sticking on travel. Okay. We're yeah, I just trying to think of something recently that that annoyed me. And I just like just watching people like trying to fumble with everything. And, you know, travel can be kind of you know, tense, but also exciting. And also you're nervous and whatever. And again, people might be new to the airport. So I don't like, is that something that really grinds my gears or something that I'm watching? I'm That's like, yeah, I want to get through security. Like, come on. Um, you have one?
0: Unnecessary traffic. If there's a fender bender on the road, don't stop and look at it, just keep driving. It's a fender bender. You're going to see one, one a week. Keep driving. Keep looking ahead and keep driving. There's a flashing billboard. Don't fucking slow down to look at a billboard. It's, it's the worst. Because the I don't know what it is about the Gardner and the 427. Maybe it's just because I drive on those the most. I'm sure DVP is just as bad. And 401 is probably the worst. But I just find that people drive so bad. It's like if you don't drive like you got somewhere to go, then don't drive. People just coast and then an accident happens and you you can literally see everybody turn their heads it's like it's a fender bender just fucking drive if everyone didn't slow down to walk see the fender bender in the oncoming lanes in the sorry in the opposite lanes we'd be good like why does both both sides of the highway need to slow down for a fender bender on one side yeah it is annoying so that's it why. also
1: annoys me when the well it doesn't annoy me because it benefits me but i find it so baffling is when the left lane is, is busy middle lane is busy and the right lane's empty And I always watch – no, actually, sorry. This does annoy me. When you see people merge onto an on-ramp on the right lane, and you can see the right lane is clear, clear as daylight because you're in it driving, and they merge all the way to the left, oh, they go slow. Jameson. Yeah. This – okay. If if people in Toronto, probably most cities, but let's just go with Toronto, had to take a driver's test every year, I'd venture to guess many would fail. I wish we had to do that. That'd be, like that'd be it drives. It's mind blowing to me that people when they go merge over all the way to the left lane and then like coast the same as the traffic in the middle lane or the right lane. The left lane is for passing people, and or once you're driving them, really fast, or yeah, but once it's to pass them, yeah, once you pass them, move back out of the way. Like in Europe, in Europe, if someone's in the middle lane and they're going slow in front of you and you want to pass them, you speed up around them, but you also even if the lane is clear, you merge back into the middle lane at some at some point. Yeah. Like it, it's actually mind-boggling how bad the drivers are um, here. But okay, next number two. So for I frig, I had the other one. Um, oh, this is actually a topic I wanted to talk about, but I won't won't dive too deep into it. I'm just careful. I don't know if I want to say it because I like I don't have fucking social media. What I care. Like um, I guess number one, like are kind of two things related to. Personality, social media. Number one is I hate people who like pride themselves on being contrarian, but their their opinions are not number one contrarian. Number two, not unique to them. They're just taking something somebody said that they kind of resonate with, and then just regurgitating it. So you know what I'm saying, right? And I I, and I know you're going. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say, and I don't want to dive too deep into it. But look, do I think I have like some different perspectives and I you know some well thought out things? Sure. But I also know that like most of my opinions are probably things that I've either heard or have been repeated. And like people, a lot of people who try to be contrarian, I come they come across at least like they have unique opinions. And most, 99% of people in the world do not have unique opinions. Like like having a unique opinion is extremely, extremely hard. An opinion that, that has never been shared before, that flies in the face of convention, all those things. So I guess, yeah, it really irritates me. And that's one of the reasons I don't have social media anymore is just... All these people who like profess to be going against the grain and contrarian and whatever, yeah. it it drives me nuts. Yeah, that's fair. And you don't. I know you don't. Give yeah, a shit. for me it doesn't. it doesn't bother me. You know, I. You know me. Teach their own. Kind and of I thing shouldn't right let other people do get under my yeah. skin because it doesn't matter. Like they can think they're contrarian. They can think they're unique. It doesn't matter to me. But I just find it so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. For me, for but me, it's so always me. been teach
0: their own. So. You know, people want to think they have unique ideas when I don't think they are Cool, doesn't affect me. Doesn't affect my life. I I'll know. just keep scrolling. I know
1: it's very true. It's frustrating. Uh, and it's not. Sorry, it shouldn't be frustrating. Go ahead. What's your cycling?
0: Uh I hate to say it, cyclist. Yeah. Like when I'm driving and it's, there's traffic and I see okay cyclists on the on their cycle on the bike lanes, cool with it. When they when they weave through traffic, I got a problem with that. You hit a cyclist, you're fucked. Your life's potentially over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like whether you you might kill them and you might not even get charged, but like you just killed someone or you severely hurt someone. Even if it's not your fault, you still gotta live with that. You know, like I see cyclists like swerving through the lane sometimes. And I'm like, yo, what are you doing? My dad hit us like not hit. He opened this door to a cyclist once, so my dad opened the door and then like three seconds later, a cyclist I guess wasn't looking and smoked. Well, no, he clipped my dad's door. The guy's like, what the fuck? My dad's like, bro, I. Parked the car. Open. The, you hit my door. And you know the story about the skateboarder that hit my car. No. Did I ever tell you this? Maybe. Second year university. My birthday. We're living at nine nine two Richmond in London. I'm backing out. It's me, Perello, and Shay. I think was up at the time. So we're backing yes, up. Yes, yes. And then yes. like, was "Yo, watch a girl? out." Girl? No, it was a guy. Okay. He's like, "Watch out for the skateboarder." So I hit my brakes. So I'm parked. I'm oh, sorry. I'm brakes on. We're looking back, and then like probably about two seconds later, we hear a boom. Like what the fuck? Someone's like, you just hit the skateboard. I was like, I think he hit me. So we got like, yo, okay. He's like, what the fuck? I was like, bro, what do you mean, what the fuck? You hit me. He's like, you didn't see me. I was like, yeah, I saw you. That's why he hit my brakes. It's like, bro, it's not my fault. And we looked like my bumper's like fucking eight inches. <laughs> no, my bumper's like six, four inches like, over, the over the sidewalk, sidewalk yeah. like enough that he had space to go by. But I guess he just kind of like saw, got frightened, wasn't and he hit me. And then. So I was like, okay, but he ended up fucking off he like he wanted to fight us, but there's three of us. What are you gonna do? You wanted to fight you? He got up and he was fuming. And I was like, Bro, like, you hit us. He's like, No, you don't blah, blah blah So he came back to the house like four hours later. My brother calls me. He's like, Yo, Rick, did you hit a skateboard? I was like, Well, John, he kinda hit me. Like, long story, what's up? He's like, He's at the house, like he demanded to talk to him. I was like, Hey, give my numbers. So like I called him, he's like, Yeah, man, you owe me money. It's gonna be like five thousand dollars. Like, what? He's like, But I'll take a thousand. I was like but I'm he's trying to extort you now. I'm, like, I'm not giving you anything. He said, like, "I'm gonna go to call my dad's lawyer." I was like, "Okay, cool, man. I'll Let's go. To, I'll, I'll bring you. I'll drive you to the police station. I'll bring well, my, my dad's I'll Lord bring my me. my roommate who's who's the witness and he saw everything. Like, bro, you hit me." And he's like, oh, All right, Karma's gonna get you." I was like, "Alright, man, cool. Karma's, karma's gonna, a bitch. gonna get you. Karma. Karma
1: likes me lately. Apparently, <laughs> fuck, likes great." So, so I, I told you about so the time. This is your third. Oh, no, no I was going to just okay. kind of go on this one. We can go more if you want. I don't really have any of those well, ones, but yeah. the ones. Cyclists drive me nuts because they think, because of the fact they think they own the road and they don't yeah. follow the rules. But what I, they never, like, they, they annoy me that they're in the way, but they never really get under my skin that much until in the beginning of summer, I was running to the to the studio here up uh, Strawn. In those and five I, inch cream shorts. Yeah. No, these were like <laughs> probably my black standard Nike ones. I didn't have those ones yet. Or maybe I wasn't skinny enough to fit into them. Not that I'm skinny enough now, but <laughs> okay, continue. Um, I'm running up Strawn and it was the, there was like the, Molson Indy was to close the streets off. So like you couldn't even come past the, down past Strawn, yeah, yeah. down the hill. You come down the hill and then it's blocked and you can go, no cars can go. So I'm running in the road. And then as I went up Strawn, where now it's passing Fleet Street where cars are starting to come that, down that way, I'm like, let me just run more to the side in the bike lane. There's not many cars. So I'm running in the bike lane towards oncoming traffic so I can see them. So these bikers come over the hill. I move right against the curb, basically. But the bike lane on Strawn is pretty wide; like it's it's healthy. Like two people, two bikes can fit side by side. I'm running up towards them, head down, and this guy who looks like a dickhead. And I'm gonna say it because it actually, like, he just looks like somebody who who <laughs> has like just he's angry all the time. Like he looks like somebody who is miserable in life angry at everything tries to be a tough guy like one of those kind of guys I had his oakley glasses like you know biker gear but just like had a scowl on his face coming towards me i move over and literally like as he's approaching me decides like approaching him past me so he's a bit of a coward as well because he didn't say it far enough away where i would have heard him he did it as he was going past me he goes uh Get out of the way, mother effer, or or something to that degree. Like swears at me, calls me a name. I turn around. I was like, I was like, okay. And I keep running. He's Also gone. He slows down, looks back, looks at the bird. Number one, number one. You're whoever you were. I don't. You're a coward. Like if you're gonna talk, if you want to make a statement to somebody doing something wrong, you don't do it when you're driving past them or when you're riding past them. Stop and say, hey man, shouldn't be in the bike lane. Or hey idiot. If you want to be more mean, be more mean. But. Don't zoom past like some fake tough guy. Not only that, I was so clear of him. Like, I wasn't even close. Anyways, that drove me nuts. And from that moment on, I was actually hoping he'd bike past me that day and I would have, like, thrown a stick in his fucking tire. I was so mad. From that day on, I was actually very annoyed with bikers. Um, very, very annoyed. If you can tell. Um... Yeah, that irritated me. So I'm, on that note, that, that's my last one. Fake tough guys. Okay. I'm not saying be a tough guy. I'm actually saying not even encouraging talking shit to people because you never know who you're going to say something to. You never know how tough they are. And if you mouth off the wrong person, you're going to get what's coming to you. And bad things happen. And you should never do that. Agreed. So don't talk shit. You can talk shit to your buddies. Make We make fun of each other all the time. But I'm not going to go to the Bills game and make fun of some random guy in the crowd because I don't like what he said to me because I don't want to die. I hate people who are fake tough guys who will so say something to you again as they're biking away or running away or in a car you know will chirp you while they're speeding off like you, I. It, it's funny because it clearly lives in your head rent free so it achieves the at least for me they, they achieve the share, goal yeah, yeah. of like getting under my skin because I hate it um, but I actually it's, I actually also don't don't um, like It also doesn't bother me because I look at that person and I'm like, that's one more coward in the world that, like, this person is, yeah, just, they're they're a coward. Does that make sense? I don't know. I gotcha. It annoys me. That's fair. I got to, I should not let these things annoy me because then they're actually winning in the end. Oh, yeah. My mind, I can't control traffic. Just like, I bite my nails because
0: I'm annoyed in traffic and it's just fucking. I I don't even want to think of a third one. I'm good. (laughs) i'm good i got a fucking we're, up. We were, we're right. the
1: end of 10 minutes ago we yeah, we're fine we're fine
0: uh okay you made it to the end of this we appreciate Jesus you man. we love you guys give us a follow share this with your friends subscribe on apple spotify youtube all that fun stuff we've been posting a lot of shorts and instagram reels and tiktoks uh take a look you know some highlights some funny clips some of them have been going off we've been getting some good engagement so appreciate you guys and uh, yeah check out beer fest october fest. This weekend, uh, Erdinger, presenting
1: sponsor, and that's all. Go to the tent. Tell them the pal sent you. Oh, yeah. I like that. They'll my, give, you, they'll they give you might, free hats yeah, or something. Yeah, they might give you something. Who knows? You never Maybe. know. Maybe. Uh, yeah, go, uh, go watch our shorts, and go watch the shorts of me and my short shorts. on Shorts on YouTube, if that wasn't clear.
0: I think I got it. Yeah, yeah. Make got.
1: us YouTube famous. Let's go.
0: All right. Peace out, guys. pals.
1: Bye.